Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have stolen a junkyard, which means it's time for them to move on to collect the hourglass of eternity. But will Butthole actually be able to get a wedding invitation because he's a lord? How will Donald being in a genocidal goblin's body complicate things? And will Juniper figure out what's going on with the friggin' Great Collide? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. So over the course of the night, you're able to kind of set up the junkyard how you see fit. The rest of the Jerry's, again, the majority of the tribe has encampments and permanent habitation out in the woods. But a number of the ones who are out in the woods kind of come into town under cover of darkness. And a number of the ones who are in the workshop go to find their friends and family. They put together a team to go aid the McSquigley, so they're going to send people off towards that. They're also dispatching teams to go free anyone who's been sent to uh, to other cities. Yeah, but, we'll give them all the deeds so they can figure out yeah, where people yeah. so, are and that so, kind of thing. So uh, the lead Jerry, who you guys saved, is is working on that. But in terms of what you guys want to do, what Al's described, so there's three days of festivities. The first day is the bestowing of gifts. The second day is the bestowing of strength. And the third day is the bestowing of beauty. So you've got sort of a day that will be, uh, basically the marketplace will be bustling with artisans. And the idea is that all the most talented artists and crafting people and artisans of all shapes and sorts will attempt to create the perfect wedding gift in public display. Um, There'll be lots of opportunities to buy things. At the end, one perfect gift will be chosen. The rest will be auctioned off to kind of wealthy noble house folk who are around as well as guests of the wedding. But it's also a good chance for you to equip for the masquerade, which will be happening on the third day, the bestowing of beauty. So there will be masks and costumes and that sort of thing for sale. So in terms of gearing up, a good place to do that. The second day is the bestowing of strength. It's a tournament overseen by Grimlock herself. Basically, it's a it's standard tournament of champions. Strong warriors of all sorts will uh, will enter the tournament, fight your way to the top, kind of ladder situation. The winner will be named the champion of the wedding and will uh, will be invited to kind of stand as an honor guard for the ceremony. And the third day is the bestowing of beauty, a masquerade ball that uh, a lot of the Sort of local lords and ladies will be at. Uh, since it is the night before the wedding, the majority of the guests will be in, in attendance. And it's kind of a chance for everyone to mingle and to show off their wealth under a slight guise of anonymity. So you've got sort of three days coming up. The fourth day is the wedding. You have the workshop now. You also have Al's place as kind of two bases of operations. I will leave you to plan. Is there any paint in these workshops? Yes. All right, Donald's going to spend the night painting some, like, flowers and stuff on the walls. Some, like, little hearts. She does, she does a portrait of Queenie. It's not very good. She did a portrait of all of Juniper's little persona. She's got Such a little creepy echo. And Miss Paisley, what, a butthole with, like, blood on his hands. <laughs> uh, and then I would, I would ask if you could also make us a new sign for the front of the junkyard that sure. just says the TikTok Collective. Why a TikTok? Collective. Well, because of the TikTok goblins. And we all, because I believe strongly in both unions and the basic tenets of feudal socialism, <laughs> uh, we all own an equal part in the store. 
just like all of the different goblins do, because if they're going to work towards, then everybody should have a share of profits. So it's collectively owned. So we'd call it the TikTok collective. Are we trying to be like secretive about the fact that we did kind of commandeer this junkyard, though? Here's the thing. I'm going to have to announce myself as a local lord at this thing for me to be able to get into the party, because we can only win three spots. So what I'm thinking is we'll just say I bought it. Lord of the junkyard. It's a very respectable title. It's one of my many business interests, house farts, etc. Mrs. Paisley can forge a good deed for you. So. Oh, perfect. And we've got their signatures on a bunch of deeds that are around. I paint a sign. It's again, it's not very good. This is TikTok collective. Are, the, are any of the letters adorably inverted? Yeah, I do really good bubble letters. All right, great. Great. <laughs> Their bubble letters and all the K's are backwards. I was going to say, yeah. it's got to be the K's, nothing else. Yeah, it's a backwards T. No one <laughs> I mean, it is. The goblins really like it better. Yeah, they like, have to oh. paint the T the backwards way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all they care about. They just like the craftsmanship. When it comes to planning, yeah, if I can talk my way in, and I should be able to because mm-hmm. I am a legitimate lord. Juniper, you've probably the person to win the fight tournament, right? Absolutely. And as your hand, I should have that right. I completely fight agree. For you. The gift thing is a tricky one. There's kind of... Two ways we can go about this. We can either try to steal something really cool from someone who sucks because Donald cares about being nice to nice people. And I I like that as an influence and it should affect us. Or we could try to scout out what everybody else is doing and make the coolest gift here at the workshop because we have an amazing workshop. You have the evening. So if you want to try and go to any of these taverns and investigate or just kind of like walk around town there, Ooh. you might be able to gather more information about what sort of things are going to be built and see mm. if, if any of them are, are things you want to pursue. Yeah. If we do that, because that was Jerry Jerryson telling us that. Uh, yeah, guys, there's all sorts of information <laughs> around town. If we go out and we get info on what the gifts are, we sort of have two things. A, we can make the perfect thing. Or B, we can steal something from an evil person before they've announced that it's theirs and then it's ours. But we got a timeline. Let's go find out what other people are giving us gifts in town. Yeah. Sure. Having decided on your course of action, you head out to town. It's late at night now. uh, So really, you're kind of looking at taverns and then uh, certainly people in the street. uh, You can hear that there's a great deal of excitement about the uh, the day of the bestowing of gifts. Uh, Often there's a number of amazingly good clocks that are made. So like... Everyone's pretty excited about seeing the clocks, but there'll be all manner of gifts being crafted as well as uh, just great opportunities to buy things. So you hear a lot of people kind of talking in excited hushed tones about what they hope they're going to be able to buy. It's like Amazon Prime Day. Everyone's just real jazzed about burning a bunch of money on shit they didn't really need. But like, hey, it's on sale. So where are you specifically looking for information? Quinny, do you think old three-eyed Al would have an idea of what might be coming through that it'd be easy to boost, that it'd be really valuable? Sure, probably. That might make more sense than us because we need to know stuff that not everyone has heard of. Because if everyone in town knows that there's this amazing thing made by this person, and if we steal it, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. So, Quinny, do you want to lead us to Al? I don't know how to find him. You're so good with these weird criminals. I mean, he's probably just hanging out back above that old fish shop, that stinky hideout we went at. So you make your way to Al's, and as you you walk in, you see he's like actively trying to build a little music box and failing horribly. And he's, he's just like trying and trying. And you walk in, and you kind of surprise him. He's like, ah! And he kind of like drops ah! some some springs and stuff. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, hey, 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 guys. Oh, I, I, I didn't know you were coming here. Oh, hey, hey, Doddle. Uh, hey, guys. Um, what are you working on there? Oh, just, uh, you know, uh, I thought I was going to maybe enter the contest tomorrow. <gasps> really? Yeah, I was trying to make this this music box, but it's, oh. it's not going too well. Oh, yeah, no, definitely for the contest. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That, that really means a lot. What song does it play? Well, I can't make it play anything yet. I was trying to make it do Teenage Dirtbag, but uh, oh. so far, so far, no, no That's luck. That's a bad song. 
Oh, that song that song saves lives. Don't listen to him. Okay. It's, it's a lifesaver. Well, wow, that you really rocked my already shaky confidence. Uh, I think it's gonna be really great. Oh, Can I take a look at it and see if there's anything I could do to help? Uh, no, no, that, that, that's cool. Um, and you seem like awkwardly kind of like try and shuffle it away and hide it. Oh, you shouldn't be ashamed of your art. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's cool. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's, no, it, no, it's no, no, no. It's, it's no, nothing. No, it's, it's nothing. It's, you spent so much time on this. You deserve to be very proud of it. Um, can you roll me a insight? Because I want to help. Dirty 20. You can see that the small figure who spins on it looks like a crudely constructed little figurine. It seems to be wearing like a long coat with a scarf. What color is the hair of this figurine? He hasn't painted the, the head yet. Hey, that figurine is wearing what I'm wearing. That's, that's oh, pretty neat. Uh, you know what? That just must have been in my head because like I saw you yesterday. So oh. like, I just must have. Uh, <laughs> that's a I'm funny like coincidence. Your, I'm like your yeah, yeah, yeah. You like my muse. Yep, yep. Music box muse. Yes, you're my music box. No, ah. I, I, I tried a thing. Uh, anyway, uh, what are you guys doing here? I was wondering if you knew about uh, any of the other gifts that are coming in for the competition. Tomorrow. Oh, I don't know anything about the competition. No, you but don't. You're entering it. Oh, right, right. I, I am because this is for the competition. Yes, I know that I'm making a music box for the competition. Is that a gift for Donald? Can that you roll you're making? me a <laughs> an insight check. <laughs> It's a seven. Yes, it clearly is a gift <laughs> wow, for Donald. Wow, the seven. Uh, he's very <laughs> flustered. <laughs> so the question stands, uh, is, is that a gift for Donald? Um, it was going to be, but, you know. Still can be, my man. Yeah, I was going to try. I mean, it just, it seems like you've been through a lot lately. I thought Aww. maybe you'd, you'd like something nice. And I know Teenage Dirtbag always makes me feel better. Aww, I think you're very nice to me, I know. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Donald. Anyway, uh, here you go. It hands you like a tiny box with like a crudely carved figure of you and it doesn't really play music, but like. It's oh, well-intentioned. Oh, thank you. You're, you're the apple of all two of my eyes. Oh, shucks. You also realize he's having a hard time making a music box because he's got Ninja Turtle hands. It's <laughs> uh, like... Uh, Three-fingered out. Yeah. So you want to know about the contest. Look, I, I, I'm afraid I, I don't know much. I was planning on trying to boost something, but I, I got distracted with music box oh, building. Wow. Um, Al, who's the best artist that would show up for this like right. you got to know some big names yeah kind of thing, so right? there's three major artists coming through there's a lot of local people but i mean really it's usually like the foreign talent is really where to keep your eye out there's a major sculptor named klepto branson there is a famous painter named chad spriggins and there is a, an ice sculptor named alma morton do you know where these people are staying? Usually uh, the artisans have to book into the local taverns and inns. There there aren't a lot of uh, places to stay. So there's the three inns along the river. There's the Gilded Bear, which the sculptor might stay there. Klepto's got a reputation for kind of like living, living a bit rough. There's one of those, those artists that just loves the bohemian thing. So he'll probably be there. You can likely find the ice sculptor Alma at the Flame Inn. I know that's ironic, but that's how she rolls. And the painter could be anywhere. No one really knows much about Chad Spriggins. There are also likely other artists in town. Those are just the three major ones that they're the three I know big of. big hitters. Yeah, uh, they're they're the three that people have been talking about that they're most excited about. That said, the previous time there was a wedding in town, it was an unknown who won. So people are excited about seeing these three people. That doesn't necessarily mean their work is the best. Can we get the sculptor? Because I feel like the sculpture might be the easiest thing for us to get. We have an idea where Klepto is. I've been to the Gilded Bear once already. Mm -hmm. It's not a nice place. No, we're probably not welcome back there. No. Why not? Three-Eyed Al here um, was in a bit of a, a situation when uh, Juniper and I were on the scene and we kind of busted that fight up and took him out of there before he could, quote-unquote, pay for his drinks. Right. I tackle the doorman. 
through I a door. Sick oh, a flock good. of seagulls on them. Oh, that's yeah. not great. But, it, you know, they haven't seen me in butthole yet. Maybe we could go. Yeah, we could go in. I'm a rich aristocrat. It's the first time that lies has been true. <laughs> and I'm very I, small and very friendly. What's not to like about us? Yeah, maybe we could get him to come talk about something elsewhere and then we kidnap them uh, and then we find out where their sculpture is and it becomes our sculpture. Let's make that plan B. Plan A is if you can spot the sculpture, um, just take it. Kidnapping Klepto, I think, draws Wait. unnecessary heat. You can turn invisible, right, Doddle? Yeah. If you can turn invisible, you could just go take the sculpture, right? And if I distract Klepto in the bar. Hypothetically, yes. Perfect. I think we've got a pretty strong plan here. Let's put it to a vote. Who thinks we should do this? I raise my hand. I raise my hand. I think about how this is the plan that's supposed to get me into the wedding and how unconfident I am, but I raise my hand anyway. Mm, okay, let's go Let's go steal the sculpture. You're on sculpture. I'm on getting our artist to come outside so we can kidnap the artist so there's no one to say it's been stolen. Quinny. You're the best at talking to people, probably, out of all of us, Juniper. You're also pretty crafty. What feels like the right story to get someone to come out of a place? If you're a rich lord, I think you're entitled to, uh, you know, view some of this guy's beautiful work, or at the very least, to meet him and shake his hand. Maybe offer patronage? Yeah, definitely offer to, uh, um, what's the word? Commission something. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. We got there together. Cool. I'm sure he's got big sculptures somewhere, so if you can't have a big sculpture in there, so I say I want to see bigger work because I want to commission a piece. Boom. Walks outside. Kidnap, kidnap. Friendly, friendly. So Quinny and Juniper, you've already been there. Are you going with them? I don't think we can. No. no. We can hang around out back. Oh, if you go to the opposite side of the river, we saw you tackle a guy into the lake and then you could follow us or whatever if that yeah. wants to work. Just sure. in case things go south. Okay. Go back to the junkyard then. Butthole and Doddle you make your way down along the riverbank. Uh, again, it's it's sort of late at night, but the pubs are certainly still active. You arrive at the Gilded Bear. Uh, you're met by a giant metal door. Upon knocking on it, a little slit opens, and you see a small glowering pair of uh, gnomish eyes staring through. It says, hey, what's the password? Uh, I go invisible. I just hold <laughs> up 50 gold. Damn. That's a good password. So he takes the 50 gold. He's like, but uh, your invisible friend better stay visible in here or else uh, we're going to have trouble. Ding. Turn, turn visible again, invisible friend. Okay. I told you, Emily, you're not supposed to go invisible Whoa, when you are trying to pay cover. You got a goblin, Emily? She's good at what she does. I'm good at what I do. I respect that. I'm a gnome bouncer. My life's weird, too. You hear him uh, climb down his little ladder, and he pushes the door open. And as uh, as you enter, Doddle, he puts out his hand to you, and he says, uh, I always respect when one of us small folk uh, takes on a job that people say we can't do. It's good to meet you. My name's Caillou Threepthorp. Oh, it's very nice to meet you, Caillou. I'm sorry I went invisible there. That sometimes happens when I get really nervous. Hey, that's okay. Sometimes, and he like flexes his little gnome muscles. He's like, sometimes these guys come out to play when I don't want to either because someone says something wrong to me trying to come in this door. So I, I get it. We small folk got to stick together. <laughs> you know, I got tackled into a river the other day. What? Oh, that's, that's, that's so, who, who would have done oh, this, such a this thing? This tall monster. Ah, how monstrous of the, oh, God, they deserve to die. Yeah, they fucking do. Ah. Yeah. If I ever see that lady again, I'm going to fucking shiver. Oh, you know what? Maybe she was just having a rough day. You know who else had a rough day? Me, I almost drowned. Oh, I'm going to walk past them. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, another would-be hero, is it? Yes, it is I, Fiddlesworth the butler from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I can see from your general look that you want to bring more stories into the world and help the Dum Dums on their various quests. 
Well, I advise against joining the Patreon, then. For if you do, you will be assisting the dum-dums in all of their endeavors, all of their various shows and stories and jokes and doing good deeds, and you know I simply cannot abide those. Of course, if you did feel like wasting your time, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You could join for as little as a dollar, which would gain you access to a Discord where you can talk to other would-be heroes. You can even create characters who will run around in our world at the higher levels, but of course you don't want to do that, now do you? No, you're just content to listen to a butler tell you how it is. Well, I'll see you on your way. Hail Blighthammer. So, Butthole, you walk into the Gilded Bear of the dank taverns you've been in. This is truly the dankest. So dark that it's dank? Yeah, so dark that it's dank, yes. It's a sort of a large rectangular room. You can tell that at some point this would have been a boat storage facility or something. Low ceiling. There's a, a bar against the northeast wall with sort of massive kegs of ale on the wall behind them. There's a bartender who seems to be sort of singing a song kind of quietly to himself and the, the patrons on the bar kind of tapping along. He's a tabixi bartender just kind of like walking along and, and playing with spoons and things on, on stuff as he serves. And he's pouring stein after stein after stein and just like whipping them out. There's a series of tables. There's a fire burning in the hearth. It's very crowded. It's very sweaty and humid in here. The walls kind of drip with condensation. There's a bunch of artwork, all of which seems to have been taken from either places that burned down or was clearly stolen. So it's all vaguely warped or burned or in some cases bloody. There are a bunch of patrons at all the tables, a bit of a rough crowd. Everyone seems to be in good spirits. In the northeast corner, there seems to be a stairwell descending down. I'll go to the bar, order a drink. I'll wait for a lull in songs. I don't want to interrupt this mood. It's kind of like everybody's in a good zone. Yep. But I want to ask the bartender if Klepto's around. How do I find Klepto? Oh, hello. Well, hello. New friend. Oh, you know what? So many people don't start off assuming friendship, and I feel like they should. That's because so many people aren't friendly enough. Sounds like you could use a pint. He pours you like one of those hospitality-sized pints where it's it's clearly much smaller, but it's free. He hands it to you. Great. I'm going to tip five gold just for the free oh, drink. I'm and he, he palms it. Like, it just disappears off the table. Pleasure to meet you. My name's Bart, the bartending bard. You caught me between songs. I really appreciate that. I, I could see you waiting. and uh, You know, not many people do that, so I very much appreciate it. Honestly, you're super talented. It's just quite pleasant to sit here. So I I'm, was in town for the wedding. You know, oh, of course, it yes. seems very exciting. But I've, I've heard of this Klepto the Sculptor. Ah, yes, yes. Klepto Branson. Yes. Is, is Klepto staying here? I'm trying to chase down Klepto. Uh, I've got interest I mean, in a commission. Listen, as you know, of course, I can't name any of our famous patrons who stay here. We're a very uh, fine, legitimate establishment. Absolutely. I would never want you to do that. Let me give you an unrelated tip. Uh, and I put 50 gold on the bar. I appreciate this unrelated tip. But I mean, truly, information of this sort is, is worth several unrelated tips. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you. Also, I mean, you sing good music, so I'll put another 100 gold on the bar. That's more like an unrelated tip I can get behind. Pardon me a moment. He sort of pushes you to one side and throws a dagger, and he hits a guy in the shoulder who's trying to take one of the paintings off the wall. It's like, I told you once, I told you a 100 times, Henry, you leave that where it is. 
Sorry, he's really pissed. That uh, that used to belong to his ship before it sank. Completely unrelated causes, of course. Listen, I know my naval law, and if you got it from a ship that's sinking, it's yours. Right, take to the sea and all that. Very good. Uh, well, so Klepto is currently uh, busy. He's a regular patron here. Uh, we actually rent him out a small workshop downstairs, but I must say he's not terribly into visitors, but uh, you, you could visit him if he's down there. I actually don't know if he's here today, though. I'll just go check to see if he's here, or where, where would he be if he's not here? I haven't the faintest. I don't make it a habit to ask people, but... Uh, yes, his, his room is downstairs. I'll, I'll go knock on the door, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, what, is, what does Klepto look like? Klepto is a very, uh, almost uh, emaciated human fellow. Very, very thin, very moody, wears very fine robes, buzzed head, and uh, he's got a tattoo of a butterfly in his forehead. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check his room. Otherwise, it sounds like he's somebody I'd spot in a crowd. Oh, yes, very much so. We'll be back probably for another drink later. Thank you so much, my friend. You're most welcome. And remember, I didn't tell you any of that. No, absolutely. As you leave, he throws another knife into Henry's back. He's like, I fucking told you! So you make your way downstairs. Donald, are you coming with? So do you often find that strangers showing you signs of aggression has impacted your ability to make friends in your everyday life? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, most of my job is throwing people who would like to have a drink out of a place where they can get a drink, you know? So a lot of people get real mad. That's why I had to get so buff. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty good about being buff. I'm swole. Oh, but do you think that your confidence is coming from a place of toxic masculinity? Maybe, but that sounds like the kind of thing a chick would say, you know? Oh, do you find that your value is based completely on your ability to beat other people up? You start to see tears well in his eyes. (laughs) No, I'm deeper than that. I... I'm a good person at heart. You know, I think we made a real breakthrough today. It's been lovely chatting with you. You can pay the bill later. I gotta go follow my friend right now. As you walk away, he just sinks to his knees. He's like, is that all I am? Am I just these sick pecs? Maybe I am. Meanwhile, like people are just coming into the bar. <laughs> uh, and you hear Bart be like, damn it, watch that. Uh. Then just start singing a song, paying your tab. So, Donald, you join Butthole as you guys make your way down. Uh, it's a, a metal spiral staircase that kind of descends into um, a second floor that's sort of full of the, the rooms. It's all torch lit down here. It's super gross. There are six rooms, kind of are in a, a hallway with six doors, uh, three on either side. At the far end, you can see there's a communal bathroom and shower. There's nothing differentiating any of the rooms. They're all identical doors. I, I mean, it's a tavern. Like, no one decorates their doors. All right. I'm just going to look at Donald and be like, so you probably go invisible now. I got to just randomly knock on doors until we find Klepto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this doesn't make me nervous at all. Let's go. Honestly, five out of six doors. We're just going to say hi. I'll go to the first door on the left and knock. You knock on the door. You hear some some shuffling and a, an orc in like a classic Ebenezer Scrooge style sleeping gown and sleeping cap opens. And she's like, hello. Oh, sorry. Wrong room. I was looking for Klepto Branson. Who's Klepto Branson? That's who I'm looking for. Just go back to sleep. I'm really sorry. I knew I should have stayed at the Flame Inn. She slams her door. I'll go to the next door on the left. Knock, knock. (laughs) You hear uh, a multitude of voices grunting and thumping. Oh, my. I'm going to leave that one alone for now, but remember that door. Uh, Why did he knock on that door? There's a lot of grunting and thumping in there, which makes me think someone is either having a very good or a very bad time. Well, maybe he's in a fight. Listen, when a man and a woman, or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, or any combination thereof with a non-binary person, or however they identify, love like, enjoy each other's company, or even dislike each other, but in a consensual way or experiencing physical pleasure, I'd knock on the third <laughs> <one>. <laughs> um, There's no answer. I'm going to go across the hall. Let's try that door. I feel lucky. A similar situation to the first door, a sleepy elf answers. I'll do the last two doors. You don't hear an answer from either door. So I have three empty doors. Invisible dawdle, I have yeah. to say to the air. Can you 
pick locks? I can see myself as the kind of person that could pick locks. I can't. So we've got three doors that have nothing going on. Can you try to get in any? Uh, do you know what? I should just go around those. We'll try the doorknob. That feels like I'm being... Donald, you're one of those sounding boards that makes you smarter just talking to you. Uh, I want to try the doorknobs on uh, the three doors. So the first door you tried, the door opens and it's just an empty room. The two at the end of the hall are both locked. Okay, I need you to try to pick these locks. And I just point at those two. And then I stand back and just hope it's happening because I can't see anything. Okay, so Donald, you approach the lock. How do you want to try and pick this lock? Well, I could just maybe like dimension door in, but then this greater <laughs> invisibility thing is a concentration thing. So that might end poorly for me. So do you want me to try and pick this lock? Or do you want me to just poof inside the room? At this point, the people upstairs know you're here and no one's answering. So I have to assume they're not in there. If you want to poof, I mean, go ahead. If I poof inside the room, can we figure out like a code word or something so that if you need to bust in the door and save my ass. Also, you never told me what this guy we're looking for looks like, so I was just kind of waiting <laughs> for oh, any sort of... old, tall, very thin, giant butterfly tattoo on his forehead, no hair. That's like what I want to look like when I grow up. Let's go! With that, you approach the door, you put your hand on the doorknob, and then you like wink at butthole and step through a dimension door <laughs> as though you're opening the regular door. I'm very I'm impressed. Like, now I'm going down the flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah, then you're like an elevator. It's all taking a lot of concentration. You dimension door through into an empty, small bedroom. Uh, what's really odd about this, though, is there is a, a lamp burning. Also, this room looks, for lack of a better term, like an Ikea showroom. Everything looks fine, but also very underused. Okay. Do, 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 do. I jump up and grab the doorknob and open the door for butthole. Uh, the door swings open. Butthole, that is also what you see. Can you both roll me an investigation check, please? Yeah. Or a perception check. I'll take either one. Yeah, I'll use perception because I have no idea about anything ever. 21 for me. I got a 10. So, Dottle, you are convinced that this is a room and that people could sleep here. You're looking at that bed pretty hungrily. Like, that looks like a good nap. But, Butthole, as someone who has slept in a bunch of these sorts of dives over the years, you can kind of tell something's off. So, kind of looking around the room, you see that there seem to be scrape marks on the uh, the bed's feet. They seem to have uh, left little little divots uh, in the in the ground. This makes sense. Okay, so I want to close the door behind me mm -hmm. so that no one sees that I'm doing this. And then I just want to go over and just like gently tug on the bed in the way that would move it into those divots. The bed starts to slide away. And as soon as it does, you're hit with a smell. I don't know if you've ever been by a brewery, but just you can almost smell like the barley and the yeast cooking in the air. And it's that. So it's just like a wave of heat and that you can hear sounds of bubbling as you pull it away from the wall, it seems like there's a uh, a ladder down. Are we going down there? Well, we've got to find klepto, right? I mean, it smells like booze, which doesn't make me think sculptor, but artists sometimes have weird processes. You know what else doesn't make me think sculptor? A secret trap door in the ground. That doesn't seem like a sculptor thing. I was more picturing sculptures. That makes sense. So, do you want to go or should I go? <laughs> uh, well, I definitely don't want to go. So, okay. how about you go for... Wait, I could go invisible. Wait, Otto's still around, isn't he? <laughs> All right, I got poof Otto. Oh, hello. Hi, buddy. Hey. Can you do me a favor real quick? Yeah, sure, what? Can you please go down this ladder and see what's going on down there? Why don't you guys want to go down the ladder? You're smaller than me, so if there's anything down there... Not only will you not die, you'll just poof back into the Fey realm, but also you're less likely to be seen. So you're really the best candidate for this job. Well, I feel self-confident. I'll do it. Oh, I'm glad. Uh, so Otto scuttles down the ladder and starts skittering into the room. And then all of a sudden you hear a... And you can feel that Otto has disappeared. Well, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> all right, I'm going down the ladder. <laughs> so, Butthole, you climb down the ladder. At the bottom of the ladder, you see a collection of mouse traps, one of which is snapped shut. 
but <laughs> it seems like mice and rats are a common occurrence. You can definitely see like a dead mouse and a couple dead rats in, in other traps sitting around. They don't look like they've been cleaned in a while. You find yourself in a massive tunnel space. You can see there's water running through the center of it and then diverging at a T-junction to the right, going through a large grated hole in the wall. It looks like this would have been part of the sewer system at some point. You can see there are four very large vats that are being tended by some very sweaty and gross-looking dwarves. These dudes just do not look great. One of them's like up on a ladder stirring, another one's carrying in bags of grain. At the far end of the room from where you are, you can see a door with a sign over top that says management. But otherwise, there's just these gross dwarves making pretty gross ale. You feel a little ill knowing you drank some of this, but like also, eh, you're not picky. Currently, they haven't seen you. There's three of them. They're very distracted with making the ale. What do you do? I'm at war with myself because my innate curiosity makes me want to talk to the management. But I'm also aware that visiting this place is not actually really on our to-do list because I don't think it's run by a guy from out of town. You do recall that Bart let slip that they often rent him workshop space. Oh, this is all very possible. I think I'm just going to walk forwards and be like, hello, I got sent to talk with the management. Uh, Bart, he's upstairs. Cool. I'll go talk with him then. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to bother you. Is everything good down here? Is he treating you right? They all look really suspicious, given that you came through a secret ladder door. Listen, no one's supposed to be down here. Uh, how'd you find this place? All you got to do is look around. Uh, and then I, th- I, th- <laughs> I th- Honestly, I'm looking at buying businesses in the local area. I just bought the junkyard, uh, and I was looking at the bar in a couple other locations. Bart said he had a good operation running, so I just wanted to keep an eye on what's well, going on. Deception check, please. 14. They're still suspicious. They don't quite buy your story, but they also don't entirely disbelieve it. Well, I mean, again, you'd have to talk to Bart about that. We just we just make the ale. With the wedding coming up, we know there's lots of guys coming through here. going to be very thirsty, so, you know, we got to make as much as we can. May I go invisible and uh, head downstairs? Sure, yep. I do that. You climb down the ladder. I'm going to go up and take a little <laughs> peek-a-poo inside of the management door. Can you roll me a stealth check with advantage, please? Yeah. So that is a 20. Whoa. I'm a goblin! As Butthole continues to have like an incredibly awkward business conversation with three blue-collar beer-brewing dwarves, you slip past them into the management office. To your left, you can see a door, classic kind of shitty bullpen-style management office. So like glass windows, a door leading in. There's like a ceiling fan slowly turning based on some TikTok gear that's tied to like a, a rat running in a wheel. The desk is in horrible disarray. There's files everywhere. Looks like Bart probably lives down here. There's like a scratch post. You ignore <laughs> the litter box. Behind you, there is a storage room with the door closed. Can I try to open the door? Yeah. You want to roll me a stealth check? That's 20 again. 20? Great. So you gently ease the door open, and inside you can hear a human voice going, Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that's not right at all. Not right at all. Sneak it in. You sneak in. You see, to your surprise, there are several people tied to chairs and gagged who seem to be drugged and dropping in and out. You see Klepto walking back and forth, stroking his chin, yelling at a figure who's wearing very fine robes, who seems to be readjusting into various poses. But you can see they're moving very slowly and almost painfully as though they're slowly being paralyzed. Then he goes, oh, there, hold that, hold that. And they snaps his fingers and they start to paralyze. Oh, he's one of those uh, Bioshock rapture artists. Oh, <laughs> my God. This is terrifying. Radio, then, what do I do? This is all her internal monologue. I was about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give him a taste of his own medicine that I'm going to cast hold person. All right, how's hold person work? Wisdom saving throw. 
he succeeds. <gasps> Do you know? Yeah, definitely. Like his, his body starts to freeze and he stands still. Hold person uh, is I was, concentration. I was just so that say. would mean you're visible now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he holds still, turns, sees you, you yell fuck. He snarls, he snaps his fingers, and the person who was moving shatters. <laughs> Um, and he says, never sculpted a goblin before. Roll for initiative. <laughs> what? Roll for initiative. <laughs> Why does this? Oh, God. Ah, 15. He goes first. Um, <laughs> good. Good? <laughs> Sarcastic. Oh, okay. Can't tell anymore. <laughs> he throws one hand out, and suddenly you feel your eyes getting very, very heavy. Going to cast sleep on you. Oh, no. Are you still having a business conversation in the other room? <laughs> oh, buddy of mine that I did not say I was coming down here Yeah, to? for the record, I still think you're upstairs. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> what a great time we're all having here. You didn't what a nap dan- either, did you? But no, I didn't. What a dandy it's adventure we're all it. on. If you succumb to the sleep spell, at least you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, what's your HP? 38. Doddle, you were so sleepy, just so, so sleepy. And as he waves his hand in front of your eyes... It's less like he's casting a spell and more like he's just extended an invitation to you that you've always wanted to take. And with a happy smile across your face, you collapse unconscious. Cut back out to the brewing room. So you're continuing to have a conversation with the dwarves. So the dwarves at this point are kind of like, okay, but like when you're talking about this union, do we get to join the union? My goal is always that I think all workers should be unionized to make sure you get fair wages. Because are you guys making triple overtime for this overnight you're pulling right now? Well, I mean, no, no. I mean, that, that seems unfair to the employer. I mean, he just keeps telling us, I mean, like our job's to make the beer. So we're making the beer. Which is totally true. But if you realize because it's an event, he's going to be selling at a premium uh, price. I mean, I guess that is true. Uh, what, do, what do you think about that, Bill? Well, you know, I think he's He's got a point. I really think we should listen to this guy. Buying the junkyard, we shifted it into a collective. And I very well think if I buy this place, I think this should be a collective as well. You guys should all have a share of the profits for the time you're putting in, as well as fair and reasonable wages, plus free health care. That's pretty crazy. I mean, we three brothers, no one's ever asked us if we're related, but we are. We three brothers, we've been brewing this beer for a good long time. It's pretty good ale. You had some upstairs? I did. It was hey, delightful. You want to try? Look, listen, we got a triple filtered batch over here. You want to try some? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Let's go try that. Smash cut back to the junkyard. So, Quinny and Juniper, what are you? doing in the meantime i would be watching across the river watching my friends go in and then heist getaway driver kind of burglar what well, not necessarily getaway driver but um well when, you could drive a getaway wagon i yeah, believe yeah. in you but just that kind of like counting down the seconds into minutes into tens of minutes being like okay they're starting to take a little longer than i anticipated thing i don't know if just based on the speed at which things have happened i don't know if quinny's like marching over there just yet but he, he is getting kind of like worried we didn't establish any way to communicate with each other. None of my magic helps with that. Juniper? Yeah. Would you mind uh, shape-shifting into someone that the bouncer hasn't seen and asking about a friend? Yeah, sure. You know, a large, bald, red-bearded guy and a short goblin girl, if the bouncer had seen them at some well, time? Well, I think Grandpa Warwick seems like someone who I could spend a lot name. of money. His name is Grandpa Warwick. <laughs> Quinny also doesn't know his name. is like Grandpa... Sure, like whatever, you, like your call. But what I need for you to do is to come to, you see that window over there? And I gesture to like the mm-hmm. window that's kind of closest to the door on the main level. I need you to stand in that window and give me the A-OK all clear symbol or the big crossed arms X we're in big trouble symbol based on what you find out when you go in there. Okay. And if I don't see you. A-OK crossed arms. A-OK crossed arms. Because old man Warwick going to remember A-okay, this shit. or crossed arms. There's no guarantee, but I will try. A-OK, cross This arms. is both Quiddy and Tyler's nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I guess I need to say about it. Like, Quiddy's just like, 
aggressively rubbing his temples and squinting and just like trying to mitigate a panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is the first step to getting into the wedding and we are blowing it. Smash cut back to the basement. So there's a pneumatic tube style system set up between the upstairs and downstairs. And a message comes down in a tube. And one of the doors says, hey, hang on. Sorry, sorry. One sec, one sec. Oh, oh, shit, guys. You came in through the bedroom ladder, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, listen, uh, that artist guy, he just got back. And he's real pissed off that someone was in his room. Apparently, he's causing a big stink up in the bar. Bart just uh, sent this message down. Look, you got to go smooth that over. Because I really like the idea of this sale. But like... Bart and that sculpted dude are tight, so like maybe you can go smooth it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go do and whatever. Apparently, I need just to do. got back and he's super pissed that someone rifled through his room. Oh, that's weird. We didn't even rifle through any of his stuff. I moved the bed though, and I think I left the bed open. Yeah, that's my bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll yeah, go yeah. deal with it. I'll All go right. deal with it. All right, great, thanks. So you make your way back upstairs, and Klepto is actively like tapping on the bar. Bart seems like very, very apologetic. And he's like, oh, hey, no, like, obviously I didn't tell them, you know, where your room was. I wouldn't tell anyone where you are. Anyway, oh, wait, wait, there's the guy. There's the guy who's looking for you. Uh, hey, hey, uh, new friend, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Hey. Hello, hello. And Klepto says, can you explain why you are in my room? Klepto, yes, I was trying to find you. I heard from a friend of a friend out on the street. I had asked around. I've got good connections. I've been looking to make a commission. So oh. I, I'd been told where your room was. I knew there was space. So I went down. The door was unlocked. I don't even know how that happened. And then the bed was open. So I was, I was just there. I was looking around. I thought you'd be down, workshop, maybe, whatever. So now that I've met you, I'm very interested oh. in getting a commission from you, Well, sir. excellent. Well, why, why don't we pull up a table and, uh, and we can talk about that? Because I'm always happy to meet a patron. I must tell you, I don't come cheap. I'm a very famous painter or sculptor. <laughs> I also paint. <laughs> but it's like, it's a Michael Jordan situation. Like, I also play baseball. Listen, it's not very good. Someone, someone needs to paint the sculpture. So I'm with you. Let's let's take a seat, friend. We'll talk. Don't worry. I'm, I'm a representative of a very new house. I'm the heir to the land of a car. Like, there is oh. money on the table. Oh, the god of war. Mm-hmm. Are any of your war sworn here? No, no. I, I don't require them when one is as deadly as I. C- can you do the voice? I'm sorry. I, I'm a big fan of a car. Uh, do you, well, there's, there's the one La- that, Lady Antebellum's taste is spectacular. Uh, there is one of my favorite priests that I've heard was Zarkan Warbringer. <laughs> oh, very good, very good, very good. Bart, put him on my tab. Uh, and they, uh, he takes you over to a, a seat by the fire. Smash cut to outside a confused dwarf is approaching. Can you refresh the audience's memory? What do you look like right now, Juniper? Grandpa Warwick is a very confused old dwarf man. <laughs> Um, kind of has puke colored clothing, kind of a, like a dirty, like kind of like Jesus a dirty, Christ. you know, like that gross brown. That's not sure that, if it's a brown like or a green. <laughs> that pukey brown, with, yeah, with like a, a gross like argyle sweater. That's kind of yeah, he looks it's, bad. It's, it's too big on him. He's got a butt in the front. Yeah, t- <laughs> very typical. Sure, old yeah, man. no, <laughs> great. Who doesn't know someone uh, like that? <laughs> <laughs> So, Grandpa Warwick, can you roll me an intelligence save to make sure you remember to go to the Gilded Bear, not the other taverns? Sure. <laughs> 15. So, you did go to the other taverns, but as you got in the door, you're like, Warwick, <laughs> the other one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which one? Left. Go left. And then you did. It took you a minute to remember which one left was, but you got there. I uh, remember to hold out both my hands <laughs> in the shape of an L. I like to imagine you also did that thing, though, where you turn the hand and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> So you you make your way to the Gilded Bear, and there's a giant metal door with a slat. I have a cane, and so I just rap on the door with a cane. <gasps> you hear some footsteps, and uh, the, the slit opens, and there's, there's a gnome. He's like, hey, what's the password? I want beer. I have money. 
How much money? I can't remember. Maybe you can help count it for me. Oh, my kind of customer. <laughs> so the door opens and uh, you're immediately hit by the stench of moist warmness. But honestly, as, as kind of a gross old man, this is probably your favorite temperature. <laughs> yeah, <I feel> like, <laughs> oh, finally somewhere warm enough to warm my cold bones. <laughs> Caillou the gnome <laughs> bouncer. His name is Caillou. Caillou yeah. Threeptorp. Yep. Threeptorp. Uh, brings you in and says, hey, hey, Bart. Bart, we got a paying customer. And he winks and Bart goes, oh, uh, a paying customer. Very good. Caillou sits down and he's like, uh, and, and listen, uh, Reverend Father, uh, what uh, what can I get you to drink? I think I'll, oh dear, <laughs> what should I drink? For a venerable old elder like you, uh, on, only the best, I think. Yes, the best. The best for me. So he goes, The best for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Bart starts singing a song of Old Man Drinks on Me. It's a future Kesha song. She hasn't done it yet, but like it's going to be dope. He starts pouring the best, which is just a different tap that's probably <laughs> connected to the same keg. And he starts very gleefully writing a tab. The gnome goes back to the door and uh, Bart brings you your drink. So you're looking around the room. It seems to be busy. There's a lot of very loud people who should really be keeping it down. There's no reason to be that loud. The music isn't is, is also loud. Everything's too loud. Yeah. But the temperature is very nice, and, and the beer is, is certainly tasty. You see some orcs playing dice. You can see people just engaging conversations. Someone seems to be eating a stew that smells very tasty. And across the room by the other fireplace, you can see a, sort of a large armored man with a red beard who looks vaguely familiar, um, <laughs> and a, uh, a thin bald man with a butterfly tattoo on his forehead. Butthole! And I walk over to the armored man. So, butthole, you look up, and I don't think you saw. I think Grandpa I Warwick. saw Grandpa Warwick when Grandpa Warwick was shot. Oh, that's Just right. Because he came back end. shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Grandpa Warwick comes stumbling over to you. Klepto looks up and says, Oh, um, is this thing a friend of yours? This is uh, this is my companion's dad. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Hello, old sir. Oh, hello. Do you have a new friend? Yep, we're all friends at this table. Friend's dad. I don't actually know my friend's dad's name. Oh, uh, well, here, I'll save you the embarrassment. I know it's embarrassing to ask someone you've known for a long time their name. Hello, my name is Klepto Branson, and I'm very famous. What? <laughs> Klepto Branson, and I'm very famous. Oh, good for you. Excuse me, I'm going to just have to go to the bathroom, but I'll be right back. So I get up and leave this train wreck of a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the bathroom and I'm standing outside and I'm like, Doddle, wait, Doddle, I need you, Doddle. And I'm like looking around because I assume she has been following me invisible this whole time and I realize she's gone. And Grandpa, whoever the fuck that is, is here, which means like this is a train wreck and I do not know what's happening. So I go into the bathroom. Uh, and is there like a window in the bathroom? No, it's your underground. Ah, shit. Okay. Uh, basically, Tom, what I want is a window where no one can see me lean out the window to call for Quinny. <laughs> is there, there a place I can do no, that? No, you're, you're currently, because this thing is built under the main street. So you're now two levels down. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the table mm -hmm. and be like, wow, what a great dump. Uh, I have to, <laughs> I have to, <laughs> Klepto, we've got my friend's dad here. Uh, I'm going to go get my companion to come back and collect his dad. So just a minute, I'll be I'll be right back. And then I leave Grandpa Warwick and Klepto and I like go outside, flag over Quinny. And when you come <laughs> over to me, I take out the fuck harness because I no. have it in my bag of holding. And I'm like, everyone knows you as a rogue right now. And I've told them you're my companion. I don't know where Doddle is. She fucking disappeared. And Grandpa Dumbass is in there just... <laughs> 
tanking it. I cannot do this alone. So I need you to get into this. You're my companion now. I'm just looking at my inventory for any excuse not to do this, but I don't have anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't see how it's going to help hide my fucking face, but sure. I throw on this skimpy leather strapped fuck harness. Mama, you don't know this, but we stole this from an, uh, like, I wish a, I could unknow it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, Me we too. stole this from a brothel when Quinny had to go undercover. So it's like a hardcore, like leather strap BDSM outfit that he looks amazing in. Uh, so we'll give you that. So what you're telling me is you're like, Quinny, you need to be in disguise. Put this on so you're going to look like Quinny in a leather harness. Yeah, yes. you're going to look like a prostitute because I assume no one saw his face that much. I'm also going to put my eye patch of the owl on you so it'll cover up one eye and it has like Elton John style <laughs> gems he off the edge. He already has an eye patch. I know. We're putting it over that eye patch because we got to make him fancy and shit. Uh, what else can All we right. put on you? Uh <laughs> I gotta look. What what you other can spend some stress? What other stuff want. do we have? Oh, can I spend stress? She can. I don't yeah, think you no, can. No, you don't get to. I have Just stress me. to spend. You can't tell me I can't spend three <laughs> stress to tell you a story about how I have some fucking normal clothes. <laughs> I would like to spend more stress to cancel out his stress. Okay, well, you both have five stress. Do you want to blow it on this? If he's going to make me. It's a yes. stress challenge. Whoever gives me five stress. stress. Six. I'll go into debt. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> okay. Quinny, roll me a dexterity save. Butthole, roll me a wisdom save. It's an opposed check. Whoever wins gets it. Because you can't spend more stress than you have. Ah, shit. <laughs> oh, nat 20. Yeah, it's fine. He can just do whatever. <laughs> so, Butthole, oh, you, you fully chase him around trying to get the fuck harness on him. But he's gotten very good at dodging it. <laughs> but the problem still remains that he doesn't have any clothes to enter the, the bar with. No, that's totally fine. I will wear parts of this harness. And I quickly kind of like fashion it into a Valdo from Soul Calibur like face wrap. So it's just like leather straps, like covering up sure, uh, yep, my yep. bad eye and stuff like that. And then one over my mouth and some sort of like weird symbol of quiet servitude. And I'll put my hood up over as well. So I'm going to let you do that. That said, because you've taken a vow of silence and servitude, butthole, you get to describe who he is and what he does. Oh, I mean, come on. That goes without saying anyway. I, I could speak when he calls me the jester, and it doesn't mean I'm not the jester. <laughs> Great. Uh, smash cut back inside. Grandpa Warwick, what have you been talking to Klepto about? Would you believe that butthole found me in a cave? A cave? A cave. I was wandering and lost. Oh, dear. That sounds most terrible. But now Butthole does all sorts of things for me. Like on Mondays, he takes me to my doctor's appointment. <laughs> and then after that, we go out for ice cream. Now, I can't eat too much ice cream because it's bad for my blood sugars. But he gives me just enough to make me happy, and that's nice. Can you and roll me a after- perception check? <laughs> sure. Thirteen. Thirteen. You look up just in time to see Klepto leave. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't get to hear the end of the story. And then a single tear runs down my cheek. There are people sitting close by. Do you want to finish the story for them? I would like to walk up to the three orcs. (laughs) Okay, you walk up to three orcs playing dice. (laughs) And they're like, okay, gentlemen, uh, seems like we are tied. Next roll gets the win. And then on Tuesdays... <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is 
Snow Control, and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Jesters of Ravenloft is a new podcast being recorded on Twitch. It's D&D 5e, and we'd love to tell you about it, but we can't. Because seriously, the cast know nothing about what is going to happen. Adam McNamara is mystified. Del Borovic is baffled. Guy Bradford is bewildered. Tyler Hewitt is even more clueless than usual. And me, Ryan LaPlante, the DM, I'm the only person who knows what's going on. We're live on Twitch, May 31st at 8.30 p.m. EST. And every Friday, after our Wednesday night shows, we'll be dropping two episodes of Jesters of Ravenloft here. So get ready, subscribe, and soon you will be journeying into Ravenloft alongside our Jesters. Oh yeah, don't tell them about the whole Ravenloft thing. They really know nothing.